What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, and thank you so much for joining me today for a wonderful episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Uh, it is rainy, it is gloomy today on this Friday, and we have a lot of things to talk about in this episode. But of course, before I get into today's topics, I do want to talk about, hopefully you had a fantastic weekend, hopefully you had a fantastic New Year's, whatever you did. Hopefully you're still kind of, uh, you know, living up to your New Year's resolution if you made one. I I like to make resolutions, I do and I don't. I kind of forget about them half the time, to be honest. So my resolutions are typically geared towards the shop, in all honesty. You know, how can I improve the shop? You know, grow the shop, do this, do that with the shop. So personally, I don't know, basic, go to the gym, eat right, you know, be happy, be healthy, hobbies, self-care, you know, all, all the basic stuff. I mean, because I, I personally, I, I live a simple life. So, I mean, I just try to gear it towards the shop. But anyways, that is not what we're here for. We are, of course, here for sports and talk about sports. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. You guys know how excited I like to be and how energized and rah, rah, I like to be, you know, talking to you guys on this podcast. However, we have a serious conversation to have. And I think we all know what that conversation is going to entail. And that is, of course, what happened with DeMar Hamlin on Monday Night Football between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. So before I do get into that, I really do appreciate you guys clicking on this video. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please make sure you smash the thumbs up button, comment down below, and of course, subscribe to the channel if you're new or haven't considered subscribing. If you're listening to this on audio-only platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find your podcasts, you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk. That is just a fact. So I thank you guys so much for listening on whatever platform you guys are. I really do appreciate the support. So like I mentioned at the top, I like to have a lot of energy. I like to be very excited. But this episode is a little different. I, I feel... I don't want to say a type of way, but I do just feel a little different about this episode. And of course, it's the Damar Hamlin situation, really. And I really would like to kind of just dial in and have a serious conversation for a little bit. I don't want to talk about it for too long, but who knows where the conversation will go. Because I just want to like just, just spitball what's on my mind. And I made a little video about it. I think it was on Tuesday. I made an Instagram video about it, I posted it on there, and it's gotten a lot of good feedback from people, and it's, it's reached a lot of people, but it's a video that shouldn't have to be made, really shouldn't have to be made, and for those that may not be into sports cards, which a lot of people who listen to the podcast are into sports cards, but just in case you're not into sports cards in the hobby, and you're just here just to hear me talk about you know sports, let me just fill you in on kind of where I have, you know, the bone to pick, right, is when the DeMar Hamlin injury, I call it an injury situation, incident happened, um, dude's heart was knocked out of rhythm. And he was fighting for his life, the whole medical staff, you know, the Buffalo Bills, and obviously then when he got to uh, University of Cincinnati Medical or Cincinnati Medical, wherever it was. But people in this hobby, 
while this dude was fighting for his life, by the way, whether it was on the field, in the ambulance, or at the hospital, were buying his sports cards at ridiculous numbers because he might be that guy, that player, that died in that game. And I'm using harsh, broad language here because that's exactly the kind of that's exactly the kind of avenue that they want that story to take. And I like to use, and I even in the video I made on Instagram, I used the Kobe Bryant um, helicopter crash as an example. Is although the hobby wasn't where it was then as it is now, when Kobe passed away, his value in sports cards, memorabilia, it all went up through the roof. Why? Because passed away. We're never going to get any more Kobe Bryant stuff, you know, such as like on-card autos or, you know, signed basketball, signed jerseys. We're not going to get, you know, live clips of him. But the difference between Kobe and DeMar Hamlin is Kobe had a tremendous career, five-time champion, all the all-stars, and he deserved to have his value as high as it was or as high as it is. He deserves to have that peak value, not because he passed away, because he was Kobe Bryant. And the correlation between that and DeMar Hamlin is, unless you're a Bills fan, before Monday Night Football, no one really knew who DeMar Hamlin was. I know I personally didn't. I mean, have I heard his name here and there? Yeah, maybe. I couldn't tell you, you know, how good he was or how... Or, you know, what position he might have been or even number, probably even team, to be honest, unless, you know, the pass were playing the Bills. But see, when DeMar Hamlin went unconscious and went into a critical state of health, people were then buying his cards for hundreds, thousands of dollars. For what reason? For what reason? I could tell you why. Because people were hoping to make a quick buck off of him. They were hoping to make fast money off of that guy who died in that game that's what they were hoping for i mean there's no easy way to put about it and i'm trying to be as respectful and i'm trying to be as cautious with what i'm saying but i'm just trying to use harsh brute language because that's exactly what they wanted you know there are tons of reports out there right now that demar hamlin is in stable condition that the breathing tubes have been removed he's talking to uh, his Buffalo Bills teammates via FaceTime and uh, the medical staff at the hospital has said he's significantly improved. And that's all amazing, great signs. And that's exactly what we want to hear. No matter what team you, you root for, that's exactly what you want to hear because he's a human being. But there's people out there that are buying his cards through the roof in hopes that he does pass away and that he does die to make even more money off of those cards that they bought. And it's absolutely disgusting. And I'm getting a little choked up talking about it just because of how aggravating it is. I mean, if you go to like eBay and you look up DeMar Hamlin's cards, you're going to see cards hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. I think I saw one even at 14000 with 68 bids. What? What? Again, if DeMar Hamlin was that good of a player, that type of player, then he deserves to have his value at that point. But if you look seven days ago, his value is nowhere near that. He was drafted in the sixth round in the 2021 draft. It's his second year. A defensive player. 
I mean, not a lot's going for him in terms of the sports card hobby, right? Defensive player typically does not have a lot of value. Late sixth round pick, that's kind of tough. 2021 draft class is so um, flooded with good talent in it. So it's going to be hard for him to kind of shine through all of that. I mean, Sauce Gardner card, rookie cards, are going for like a few bucks. You know, his autos, 50 to 100, give or take. Aiden Hutchinson, 50 to 100 maybe, second overall pick in the draft. So why do people all of a sudden want to buy DeMar Hamlin if it's not for the injury and if not for the chance of him dying? There is no reason. They're buying it hoping that he dies and they can make money off of it. Similar to when Kobe Bryant passed away. Similar to when Hank Aaron passed away. Similar to when Bill Russell passed away. But the difference between those guys, and no, no disrespect to DeMar Hamlin, but those guys were legends. DeMar Hamlin is a sixth round pick in last in two years ago draft. Huge difference. But people aren't gonna aren't willing to tell you that. People aren't going aren't willing to tell you that they hope he dies. And I, I'm not gonna say how I heard it or who I heard it from, but I was messaging a guy on Instagram. We were talking about how disgusting the situation was of how people are buying his cars and trying to, you know, sell them for more. And I guess he was at Walmart and he went to the card aisle at Walmart. And he was looking there, looking, looking. I don't, I don't even know what you're looking for. It doesn't matter. And there was another guy there looking for 2021 uh, Sage football because you can still find it on the shelf here and there. And I don't know how the conversation sprued up, but I guess it was mentioned or that this guy asked, are you just trying to buy that and go for DeMar Hamlin hoping he dies? You know, I'm, I'm completely paraphrasing. And I guess my buddy said that this guy that he asked that question to smiled. He said that he smiled. Now, if that doesn't tell you what's wrong with this society, then I don't know what does. And again, you could go look this up on eBay. DeMar Hamlin autos, enter, filters, sold items, sold listings, whatever. And you can just see. But now that the amazing and blessful news that the breathing tubes are out, he's, he's conscious, he's stable. All these amazing signs of recovery and progress are coming out. What are all those guys going to do that spent all that money? Let's look it up. Oh, I, I really want to look it up on eBay. Damar Hamlin. Type in auto. There's one right now. I just type in Damar Hamlin auto. I wish I was kidding. 2021 Chronicles draft pick prestige extra points auto Damar Hamlin Buffalo Bills. That's the title of, of the listing. Oh my God. Is this... Is this even, like, numbered or anything? I hope this is, like... I hope this is shilbid. But it doesn't... It's, like, not numbered or anything. Or unless I'm just blind. It's not numbered, so... This card is listed in the current bid is 96000 What? 96,000. And I don't there's 133 bids on here with 50 different bidders. There's 3 days, 9 hours left. 
But oh my god. Are we serious? That's just so disgusting. Here's another one for 1500 best offer. Here's one at $8,100. 810. These are just active listings. And I know you, know, you can ask whatever you want, but $96,000 with 133 bids. Now, again, I, I'm hearing that some of these go to his charity, but I'm pretty sure it has to specifically state that it's going to charity. Um, let's see. Let's get this price as high as possible. All proceeds will be going to the human fund money for people. Um, okay. I believe that is his, um, his foundation. I'm not exactly sure which one it is. So, okay. There is a little something there that it's for his foundation, but I want to try to find ones that aren't for his foundation. Um, let's see. Let's see. It's just insane. Is this for his foundation? Um, 10% 10 of the sale will benefit St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. So there's no connection there to DeMar. And that's at 3,500 with, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, 350. What is it at? I lost it. 350 with eight bids. I just want to go to sold items. 250, 300, 120, 110. I mean, so it's coming down, but still it should never gone to that place to begin with. And I know some of them are for charity, some of them aren't, but I wish there was a way I could separate which ones are and which ones aren't. I really wish I could do that. But the principle is before, before, you know, beforehand, people were trying to buy and sell these for crazy, crazy money. Crazy money. And just because... 10% of it's going to St. Jude. What about the other 90%? Hmm? Where's that going? Pocket, maybe? Your pocket? See, here's a listing. Uh, from January 4th, which was uh, two days ago, all proceeds donate donated to his charity. Listen, it's your responsibility to make sure that it gets all donated to him. So hopefully it does. Uh, let's see. Is this one going anywhere? Charity? Did it say charity anywhere? I don't think so. See, oh, I got an email. I gotta silence my phone. Pardon me. I'm um, just trying to see if there's anything that says about, excuse me, charity on this one. I'm not seeing anything that says charity on this one. And this sold for a thousand dollars twenty-five. A thousand twenty-five dollars. Twenty-nine bids. So there's an example of, you know, a really egregious one, but holy crap. So those that are quote unquote donating these to his charity, good for you. Please make sure the money gets there. But for those that aren't donating to his charity or donating to a charity, how about that? I mean, it'd be nice if it's to his charity, but just charity in general, maybe then what do you do? What, what are we doing? It, it's just, it really makes me question the like 5% negative negativity in this hobby. It really, really does. Because I love to think that this hobby, the sports card hobby, is really pure, really exciting, really healthy, really fun, and it's meant for anybody.
And in a lot of ways, that is very true. In a lot of ways, that is very true. But it's the 5% negativity that speaks the loudest. No one's going to talk about, you know, as much as they should, all the good in this hobby. How much good that sports cards can bring. But when there's negative situations like this, you know, people buying, trying to sell for more, if he's that guy that passed, you know, that dies on a football field, if, you know, you know, the negativity with Panini and scammers on eBay and such like that, it's just a conversation that's not talked about all too often. I mean, it's a conversation that is talked about often, excuse me. It's the positivity that's not talked about all too often. So, you know, one of my missions and one of my goals here at the shop is to really change the stigma of sports card hobby shops. And to change the stigma is because it has a lot of negativity. Overprices, they tax you like crazy. They, you know, they won't value your stuff, you know, anywhere close to what it's valued at. And listen, this is a conversation for another day. But sometimes people just don't understand what it's like running a brick-and-mortar business. However, nonetheless, through that, I'm trying to change the stigma because I want Murph's Cartown Sports Shop to be a happy place for people here in this hobby. I want this place to be an environment, a community, an atmosphere for people to want to come to. Whether they're buying anything, whether they're trading anything, whether they're selling anything, or they just want to hang out. That's what I want this shop to be like for people. And... It has for a lot of people. People are starting to come here just to hang out and to buy and sell and trade and do everything within the hobby. And it's awesome. And the community that I've built here has been great. I've only had a couple bad run-ins with people. But that's going to happen. That's going to happen. But it's the good in it. That's what pushes me and drives me to continue to do what I'm doing. And continue pushing to be a great local card shop, not just for me, but for you and for the people in this hobby and people in this community. And, you know, when I see negativity and such disgustingness, like, the you know, people buying and selling DeMar Hamlin's cards through the roof that aren't being donated to charity or quote unquote saying that they are, but they're not, then ugh, it, it really just, you know, just really, really grinds my gears for the lack of better terms. But I kind of want to just get that off my chest, which I feel good about, you know, addressing that. And I really want to kind of divert back to that more positive, that upticking kind of Murph that you guys know and love here on Murph's Boston Sports Talk. And just really start talking about the Patriots-Bills games that's coming up on Sunday that will be played on Sunday. And that's very exciting news. It doesn't look like any form of um, NFL games will be impacted this weekend which is fantastic, which obviously that could have been very much a thing between the Bills and the Patriots and then the Bengals and the Ravens as well. So that's really good news to see there. Uh, Let me get comfortable. Let me just like fix myself here in my chair. And listen, the AFC picture will hopefully be decided today of how it's going to play out between the owners. However, I feel like that's a conversation that should wait until Monday. Wait for the regular season to finish and play out because right now, as it stands, the Chiefs have a 13 and 3 record in the number 1 seed. The Bills are currently 12 and 3 and they're the number 2 seed. If they won that game on Monday, they'd still be number 1. If they lost that game, they of course would be number 2. However, what if the Bills win on Sunday and the Chiefs lose on Sunday? 
well, then that Sunday's game is not going to have mattered. It's not. So, you know, I kind of wish that they would wait for, you know, after this weekend's last week of the regular season kind of play out and then just kind of go from there with it. But, hey, they're supposed to come out with a decision, I believe today, about what is going to happen with the AFC playoff picture, especially where, you know, the Bengals, if they won, they could have clinched their division. Now that, you know, the Ravens, well, no, the Ravens don't have a shot. Clinched uh, playoff berth, clinched division. Oh, because the Bengals lost another game, so they could have been eleven and five, and then they could have been eleven and. Okay, yeah, I get it, I get it. So yeah, so they, I mean, there's still so much that's up in the air right now about the AFC picture. Anyways, what does this all mean for the Patriots? Well, this means a lot. Patriots win and they're in. Just simple as that. If you win, you are into the playoffs. If you lose, you still have a chance at the playoffs. I do believe that, let's see, I'm trying to think. I do believe if the Dolphins win and the Patriots lose, Dolphins are in. If the Steelers win and the Dolphins and Patriots lose, they're in. So the fate and destiny is in the Patriots' hands. It's in their hands. It's going to be very difficult and it's going to be very challenging to go into Buffalo and hoping to win. And especially where it's such an emotional game for them. Which could be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, they could be shaken from this and, you know, it might be a little bit of a, an emotional roller coaster for maybe the whole game. Definitely maybe a couple quarters, a half maybe. Or on the flip side, th- this is really going to motivate them and drive them to do even better and to perform even better at a higher level. So this is a really tricky situation for the Patriots because if the Bills won last week, they would have nothing to almost play for. But where they do have something to play for, not just the playoff standings, but their teammate as well, who may never play football again, it's going to be very interesting to, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where this where this game goes. And I'm excited, but I'm also kind of nervous for the Patriots as well, because are they ready for this kind of a game, especially this game in Orchard Park? Bills have had the Patriots numbers for past couple years now, and that's awful. <laughs> that's awful. Because Patriots need to win this game. I really don't want to put this game in the balance of the Dolphins losing. I really don't. So how can the Patriots win this game? Let's put all the emotions and let's put everything aside that happened to the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Or last last week, I should say. And instead of the Buffalo Bills going out and winning or losing this game, let's focus on how the Patriots can win this game. Because there is a way that they can. And that is through the running game which has shown to be proven and effective before against the Buffalo Bills. Now that you have Damian Harris healthy, Ramondre Stevenson is an absolute weapon that he is, I think they have a really good shot to run over the Bills and really generate a lot of offense that way. In recent recent weeks, Mac Jones has looked to be able, uh, shown to throw the ball a little bit better. The offensive line still sucks and the weapons still suck. But if you can get 250 yards from Mac Jones and, of course, everything on the ground that you can get from the running game, I would like to think the Patriots are in a good position to possibly win that game on Sunday. But my number one thing that I'm looking for is, of course, going to be the running game. Without the running game, the Patriots virtually have no shot at winning this game. Hate to say it, but that's just the truth. They almost have no shot if they can't run the ball against the Buffalo Bills. They don't have Von Miller, and of course, they are shaken up based off of what happened on Monday. Deservingly so, and I'm not trying to make excuses, or I'm not trying to be like, oh, they have something, you know, the Patriots should be able to win this game because the Buffalo Bills should be nervous nervous when tackling players moving forward. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just purely looking at it as a scope of the Patriots and how they can win this game. 
This has nothing to do with the bills that I've already addressed, you know, the emotions and, and such. If the Patriots want to win this game, they will have to do it on the ground. Number two, you have to stop Josh Allen in the offense. Again, we don't know what that offense will look like given the circumstances. Regardless, nonetheless, what it looks like, whether it's good, slow, emotional, lackluster, um, you know, slow to start, takes them a half to get going, whatever it may be. May, may even take them just one play, and they'll get going. They'll be back to the Buffalo Bills. You need to stop this Bills offense. Games passed. You haven't even been able to get them to punt. They scored umpteen touchdowns on you in a playoff game. They first Their first punt in like three games was the game earlier this season. You need to force them to punt the ball. You need to create turnovers, which the Patriots have scored seven defensive touchdowns, which is fantastic. That's a franchise record. If you have any shot at winning this game, you need to stop the Buffalo Bills. I have faith that the Patriots could win a 10-10 or 13-13 kind of a game. I do not think, and I have absolutely no faith, that this team will be able to win a 35-28, a 28-24 kind of a game. I have no faith that they can do that. But I do believe that the offense can score a few points, more points if it's under 20 than the Bills. But the Bills scoring under 20 is almost unrealistic. So we need to make that happen. And I think we have the defense to put us in a position for the offense to capitalize and give us a win. You need to slow down the passing game in Josh Allen. You know the dual threat weapon that he is. He will run it. He's not afraid to run it. And he's not going to be one to slide. He will put his shoulder down and try to run you over. So you need to be able to stop all the facets of the Buffalo Bills offense. Thankfully, they don't have a great running game through their running backs. They have a great running game through Josh Allen, as we all know. But the Patriots and the Bills running game outside of Josh Allen shouldn't be a challenge. It should not be a challenge for the Patriots. So if you can neutralize their run game through their running backs, and if you can slow down Josh Allen and his legs, and it's going to be tough, but if you can play some good coverage defense, you might be able to slow down the Buffalo Bills def uh, offense which you absolutely need to do. Again, I feel confident the Patriots could possibly win a 13-13 kind of a game. I absolutely don't think they could win a 28-28 kind of a game. The number three thing that I'm looking for in this game, I don't know. I didn't really think this far, to be honest. Um, obviously, I want to see Mac throw the ball well. Uh, you know, let's go offensive line. I think that's a really good one. Offensive line. That offensive line has shown spots I'll give them that they've shown spots to be able to perform and block well but there's been too many gaping holes literally and figuratively about this offensive line could we get a few drives and a few consecutive plays where the offensive line looks pretty good or at least decent enough for Mac Jones to have a few a couple seconds in the pocket to throw the ball whether it's short whether it's deep or, I guess, maybe even intermediate, let's say. Because people are saying, oh, Mac Jones can't throw the ball. He's not throwing the ball downfield. Oh, he's only doing screens and little five-yard dinks and dunks. He has no time to throw the ball deep. He has no time. Quarterback should be given around three seconds to throw the ball. Three seconds is probably a good time from snap to throw. 
he ain't getting that. <laughs> he ain't getting that more often than not. He threw for almost 400 yards against the Minnesota Vikings because he got all that time in the world. He's not getting a lot of time to throw the ball lately. And if he can get time, I think he'll be able to make the correct read, whether it is short, the safety play, or maybe it is a deep ball to whoever, Tyquan Thornton or Nelson Aguilar that's running down the seam. Who knows? But he needs time in the pocket to throw. And if this game does end up being a high-scoring game, the only, well, at least for the Bills, right, the only way the Patriots will have a shot to keep up is if the offensive line can hold up for Mac Jones. Do I have faith the offense can move the ball up and down the field? Yes and no. Again, through the running game, yes. Through the passing game, if the offensive line, if we had a, the best offensive line in the league, even with the weapons and even with Mac Jones, I still think we would be a pretty good offense, even with the lack of weapons. But when you don't have a, the best offensive line in the league, it's kind of hard to, to do anything on offense, whether it's run or pass. So if you can get a really good game from the offensive line, I do think Mac Jones and the offense will have a chance to keep up if this game turns into a high-scoring game. But if it doesn't, if the offensive line doesn't, then forget about it. I also think if the Patriots get down by two possessions, they're done. It's, it's going to be a really interesting game. So again, let's recap. Number one thing I'm looking for is, of course, the running game. If you want to beat the Buffalo Bills, you need to have an excellent running game, which you have shown in weeks past. You've shown in games past against the Buffalo Bills. Number two is, of course, slowing down Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills offense. You absolutely have to. Again, if you can keep them within one score at all times, or if you can keep it a low-scoring game, I do have faith that the Patriots can win. But if this game gets out of hand or it's a high-scoring game, I just don't have faith at all. And then the number three thing that I just talked about is, of course, the Patriots and their offensive line. What will that look like for the game? Can they keep up and protect Mac Jones, allowing him to make reads, throw the ball, and make plays on offense? It's going to be a really good game, I hope. I really hope it's a good game. Again, Patriots win, they're in, no matter what happens to the Dolphins, no matter what. And I guess just to recap the AFC playoff picture as it currently sits, this will probably change by the time that this episode is officially out and by the time that you're hearing this. But just to kind of talk about it, I mean, the Chiefs and Bills are up at the top there, number one and two. Bills, I'm sorry, Bengals number three. Jags are fighting for their playoff life against the Titans. Uh, That's going to be an interesting game because they play week 17 or week 18, excuse me. Winner of that game is going to the playoffs as the AFC South champion. That's going to be an interesting game right there. Titans lose, they're out. Jags win, they're in. If the Jags lose, they're out. If the Titans win, they're in. Pretty self-explanatory, right? I think so, too. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else can we talk about here? Uh, Chargers are already in. Ravens are already in. And then, of course, the Patriots and the Dolphins are fighting for that last spot. Oh, and the Steelers, too. They're also fighting for that last spot. And I'm not exactly sure if this is true or not. I'd have to really dig deep. But if the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Steelers all lose, I think there's a world where... If the Titans win, they're the AFC South champion. But even if the Jags lose, they'd be 8-9. and nine. Again, I don't know tiebreakers and such like that. But I think the Jags might sneak in at that 7 spot in the playoff picture. Not 100% sure. I'd have to look into it, so don't quote me. But that would be a dandy of a story. But that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Episode number 175 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. 
I really appreciate you guys kind of listening to my little rant and I don't know, upsetting conversation, disgusting conversation in the beginning about the whole Damar Hamlin and his sports card situation going on at eBay. I uh, really, really hope that those cards are being sold and that money is being given to charity. If it states it's going to charity, I don't know how eBay and um, you know sending proceeds to charity work. I really don't know how that does work, but uh, you know, hopefully we can have a good weekend. Hopefully we can hear more progression in Demar Hamlin's situation, you know, at, at the hospital, and of course, you know, hearing, continuing to hear good news and good progression from, you know, what's happening with him. You know, we want nothing but the best for him, and that's when. When when society says things like that, you know that they truly, genuinely care, and they don't care about whatever sport or whatever team they're on and such like that. It's more than sports. It's more than football. Seeing you know all these teams show love and show care by you know lighting up um, Buffalo Bills colors and changing their you know profile pictures to the Buffalo Bills jersey number three to honor him. It's really humbling and good to see a whole league come together as one it, it's it's really nice and really encouraging so uh that's going to wrap it up for today's episode guys i really appreciate you guys joining me for today's episode like i already mentioned thank you so much for downloading listening and enjoying Murph's boston sports talk on all audio platforms such as spotify apple google podcast amazon music anywhere you can listen to your podcast you can find Murph's boston sports talk so i really appreciate you guys downloading listening and enjoying and if you listen to this episode on youtube thank you so much for clicking on the video please make sure you smash the thumbs up button. And of course, subscribe to the channel if you're new or haven't considered subscribing. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything like that down below, please, please, please leave them down in the comment section. I can't wait to read and reply to any and all comments. But like I mentioned, that's going to do it for this episode. It is rainy outside right now. It is cold. Stay dry. Stay warm. Enjoy this weekend of football. And the national championship game is on between TCU and Georgia on Monday night. So enjoy your weekend, and I'll catch you in the next episode. But between now and then, you guys know that I love you. I will always, always see you.